0: How can we, as creative educators and entrepreneurs, find our authentic voice, get real in a world where real is hard to come by? and share our vision all while making some serious money and keeping it all balanced. Hey, hey, it's Alyssa with the Teacher Hustle podcast. If you're new here, welcome. Thanks for taking a chance on me. I'm a fifth grade teacher, toddler mom and serial entrepreneur. I'm answering all your burning questions and bringing you simple business tips, mindset shifts and inspiration to help you turn your passion into an income that makes an impact without being overly complicated. You know, that one thing you can't stop talking about we are going to share it with the world so grab a cup of coffee and let's bring your wildest ideas to life Okay, I'm here with Aubrey, who is going to talk to us all about a service based business. And I'm excited because I know I've mentioned this as one of the possible income streams for your teacher hustle, but we haven't really gotten a chance to dive in. So Aubrey, welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your business and how you can
1: help teachers get started with this? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, first of all. So, like Alyssa said, my name is Aubrey. I am from a very small town in New York. Alyssa and I realize that we're we're somewhat close in in vicinity to each other, but yes. I have a background in elementary education went to school, did the whole thing, got my master's, got the job, and then became a mom and really started to look at what are some other possibilities for me just to have flexibility. My oldest son had some health things going on when he was born, and it was really hard to try to manage both. I know a lot of your teacher listeners can relate to this. It's hard to separate the two from being a teacher to being a mom. And where does that divide happen? And if I stay late today, am I missing out on something? And I just, it was a lot for me. And I just felt like this was a time where I really wanted to focus on being a mom. Um, Being a teacher was something that was always going to be a part of me. And I knew that that was always something that could be there for me, but my son was only going to be little for so long. And I really wanted to be able to have that flexibility with him. So I really started to dive into what can I do to make money from home, to work from home? All those searches that I'm sure all of us kind of do- have done in the past. Like, what can I do to make money on the side? How can I bring in some extra income, you know, to pay for different things? Because teachers pay for a lot of things out of pocket. Our salary is low. You know, the whole the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So in my searches, you know, a lot of the searches were join an MLM. And I did that route and it wasn't for me. And I really was looking for something to be sustainable and to bring income in that we could depend on. And in my deep dive searches of Facebook groups of what can I do? How can we make money? I found freelancing, which is a service-based business where you are an independent contractor and you provide services to other business owners. They can be brick and mortar online businesses, and you come in and you provide support to them to help their business stay afloat, to continue to grow, to do things that they don't have time to do or don't want to do, don't like to do, different things like that. And I knew that I had a lot of skills as a teacher to be able to do that. And I knew that I was a go-getter and I was a problem solver and I could figure things out even if I didn't know. So I jumped in two feet in. I was at the time, I was seven months pregnant. I was teaching full time. And within two months, I set a goal to reach a certain income to not have to return back to my teaching job after my second son was born. And I knew that if I reached this income, we could make it work. And I just buckled down and did whatever I needed to do to, you know, make that happen early morning hours, late nights, in between different things. And I made it happen. And since then, that was back in 2018. Since then, it's just continued to grow and I've scaled it to, replace my teacher income. And now I am transitioning into helping other freelancers and service-based business owners who want to take their business to the next level, who need help getting organized, who don't know what are the best things to do to, to get systems in place so that they can scale it and make it so that it runs like a well-oiled machine. That's where I come in because you can take the teacher out of the classroom, but you can't take the teacher out of me. And I missed that. And now I'm teaching, but just not with little kids anymore. I'm helping grown adults scale their business and make it uh, so that it can be a substantial income for them. So I'm really happy with the way that things have gone. I never would have thought that this is where my life would have taken me and my job and career, but it's been a wild journey and it's just really exciting to see all of it kind of come together.
0: Wow. So much of your story absolutely resonates with me and I know it will with a lot of the listeners as well. I love this income stream idea because it's so immediately doable. It's not maybe as passive as some of the other income streams that we know well, like selling on teachers, paid teachers or... uh, creating a course or a membership where you can put it on autopilot, but you mentioned really getting some systems into place so that you can scale this and really make it a substantial income in the hours that you do have, which also resonates with me, those late nights and early mornings, something I'm all too familiar with. And I actually just added a level of service based income to my income streams. I'm going to do a podcast episode on all the different Uh, methods that I've been using, but I just kind of added a layer of service onto my business model and I'm absolutely loving it. I've been doing copy and Kajabi uh, where I set up courses in Kajabi and write copy for business owners and I'm loving it. So I want to know though, I didn't get into that until I realized that I really kind of loved working with Kajabi and I had, you know, I don't want to say a talent, but I had the skills needed to create Good copy. What about those that are listening saying, What are my skills? What can I come in and help with? Where do I fit in in all of this? What advice do you have if we're not sure what our talent areas are when it comes to helping with service based?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I mean, I think teachers are they translate across so many different places with their skills. I mean, think about all the things we do in a day to day from a teacher. I mean, our the main part of our job is to support other people, that being our students, and to help them reach their goals. And that's exactly what it is when you come in as a service-based business owner or a freelancer. You come in to help another business owner grow their business or do things for them that they don't necessarily have the time to do. And we have tons of skills. I mean think about the things that you've done in your classroom in the past five months and how we've had to overcome all these hurdles and all these new challenges that you've had to do and the platforms that you've had to learn. Teachers are natural problem solvers. We're creative. We are organizers. We're planners. I mean, think about math teachers. They are good with numbers. We already have so many innate skills as teachers that we can translate. And you said like, You know, you learned that you loved Kajabi and you loved using that platform. And that wasn't necessarily a skill that you had prior to coming into this. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like you are very good on a certain platform or you know a certain platform well. If you do, that's great. Like maybe you're really great with Tailwind and you love Tailwind and you love setting up, you know, Tailwind tribes and scheduling out Pinterest pins and all those things. Those are skills that you have. So think about things that you already do maybe for your own teachers pay teachers business. What are things that you're really great at? And then also just think about what do you do on a day to day from a teacher? Like someone, a business owner needs help organizing. Some business owners are not natural organizers or not natural planners. And if you are really good at that, even being a mom, like we run a household, we organize things for our family. So you can take those skills, things that you don't think are naturally skills that will apply to business owners. But a lot of business owners are not great at planning things out. A lot of business owners are not creative. And if you have an eye for creativity and graphic design, you can do that. If you really love writing, like Alyssa said, she likes copy. You can be a blog writer. Business owners need someone to have come in and create that consistent content for them. And that's one of those things that usually falls way low on the to-do list for them because there's so many moving pieces to running a business. And if you are a business owner, if you have a TPT store, you know that what it's like. So if you can come in and help a business owner take one or two things off their plate that maybe they don't enjoy doing or they're just not good at or they don't have the time to do, that's so helpful. And again, you're still using those skills of you're helping someone reach their goal. You're helping someone solve a problem. You're helping someone figure something out that maybe they don't know how to do. So I love translating teaching into being a service-based business owner because We just have so many skills when it comes from the teaching world and it translates so well to helping other online business owners.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking about my own business and where I've needed help. And really, you're exactly right. It's either something I don't enjoy doing, something I'm not good at, or something that I just don't have time for. just low on my list of to-dos. And graphic design is one that I always hire out for because I absolutely despise doing it. If I can get it right, I, I hate it because I created it. It's like a art class all over again. But it is there are so many places that business owners need help. Can you talk to us about, I always talk about finding your niche in your business. Do you think it's still important to narrow in on a niche when you're talking about
1: creating a service-based business? Absolutely. And especially when you're ready to take your business to the next level. I'm sure that you do a lot of this, Alyssa, when you talk to... on finding your niche. But when you try to speak to everybody, you end up speaking to nobody. And when someone is looking to hire you, they want to know that this is something that you do. And this is something that you're really good at. So when you get really clear on what service that you offer or who you're offering it to, a business owner can come in and they can see that they can see that translate and they can see how you would fit in to their business and helping them. Um, A big market right now is course creators and think about all the things that go into creating a course, designing the curriculum and what are the objectives. And a lot of business owners creating courses are not teachers by nature. And so that's what we are so good at is what's the objective and how are we going to get them from point A to point B? What's the assessment going to be? How are we going to know that they've met the objective? And teachers can do that so well. So course creators are is a really big niche right now for you know a lot of people are creating online courses but really narrowing in on who you want to work with so that you can start to speak to them and how you can help them. And you can get really clear on that so that when they come in, they know, wow, this 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 person will totally be able to help me because this is what they do all the time or this is the kind of people that they work with all the time and it'll fit so nicely. I, I want to know that when I'm hiring someone that this is something that they're really good at so that I don't have to stress about it or micromanage or I just know that I can hand that off to them and they're going to take it and run with it.
0: I like how you said there's kind of two pieces to figuring out your niche here. It's figuring out what are your skills and talents, where can you come in and translate your skills from teaching to helping, but also who is the type of person you'd like to work for and how do you fit in in that way? So there's kind of two pieces there to think about. And you said you know, explore in the beginning and then to grow your business, really narrow in on what you love to do the most. So I can see people kind of feeling it out at first and then finding out what they really love and kind of narrowing in on that and scaling that part of it. And I think those are probably the most successful uh, ones are the ones who can do that. Also, I wanted to talk for a minute about doing this while we're teaching? Because you mentioned about getting systems into place, which we know in any business is key. So if we're still teaching and we want to be able to try this out, what are some ways that we can utilize the time we have, which may only be at night after the kids are in bed and we're done teaching or early morning? How can we use those couple of hours? And is that enough time to really do this job well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned in the beginning, when I started this, I was teaching full-time. Now, that school year, I had just transitioned from teaching sixth grade math to teaching second grade. So a big jump. I mean, just a huge learning curve. I was seven months pregnant. Like I had everything on my plate that could possibly be on my plate, and I still managed it. And like you said, having those systems in place, helping with that is what made my business successful. If I did not have those systems in place, then it wouldn't be. It wouldn't have grown to what it was. I wouldn't have been able to make that big jump. I wouldn't have been able to bring in that income. So you can absolutely do this while you're still teaching full-time. And that's a great way to kind of get started with this. If you're wanting to see, is this something that could work for me? This is a great way to do it. So I really focused on finding five hours in my week that I could make this happen. It wasn't five hours in a row. Obviously, I couldn't do that while I was teaching full-time, so sometimes that meant three days a week. I was getting up early. I was having Systems in place even at my house. I was having my lunch already ready to go. I was having my clothes already packed. I was showered the night before so that I could sit in front of my computer. I could do an hour of focused work and then out the door I could go and I didn't have to try to scramble to get everything together. So, even little things like that, putting systems in place at your house so that things run smoothly so you don't have to do that scrambling, but putting systems in place for your business. So, things to think about when you're doing that, when you are thinking about having a client find you. What happens from the moment that they find out about you and a service that you offer? So let's say you offer Pinterest management. When they find out that you offer Pinterest management, what does that process look like? A lot of clients are going to want to get a portfolio from you. So showcasing some of the work that you've done, maybe some of the stats that you have, some of the case studies, maybe some testimonials from clients. So how are they able to get that from you? Then how are they able to book a call with you? Because if a client wants to take the next step, they usually will want to set up a time where they can get on a Zoom call with you to chat out some of the logistics. You can talk about what it is that you offer to your clients, what that process looks like. So do you have systems in place so that they can book a call? Do you have a scheduler? What does that process look like so that once they get off that call with you and they're ready to sign a contract and move forward, do you have all your ducks in a row? So really what I, I talk about this with my clients is front loading your business and this is really so that you can have that streamlined business and you're spending your time up front putting these pieces in place. It seems like a lot of work. It seems like a lot of busy busy work, but it will help your business run so much smoother and it will save you time in the long run. And systems really just help us determine how much money that we're able to bring in. So if you're manually doing everything in your business, it's not going to help you scale to the next level. It's going to, you're going to be doing everything. So what things can you put in place so that you don't have to spend that back and forth on that email with a potential client saying, Hey, does Wednesday at three o'clock work for you? Oh, that doesn't work. Okay. Well, what about, you know, you have a online schedule already. So as soon as an email comes through, or as soon as maybe someone finds you on your Facebook page or whatever it is that you use to market your services, what's that process look like so that they can go through each step, to get to the next step, to potentially working with you. And then once you bring them on, what things do you already have in place? And this kind of goes back into talking about finding that service that you're really good at. Because when you try to offer a lot of different services here and there, then your processes are not as smooth. And if you get really good at offering Pinterest management and you can bring a client on and you can open up a Trello board or an Airtable board, or there's so many different systems that you can use and that process, that client feels like, wow, like she's got all of her ducks in a row, everything's smooth. That that helps that client feel at ease. They feel like you are got your stuff together. And then they are so much more likely to turn around and recommend you to a friend because their experience with you was so great. It was so smooth. And they're gonna just anyone who else might be looking for Pinterest or whatever it is, the service that you offer or want to offer they are going online business friends talk all the time. And if so, they have someone that they know is really good, they are going to shout that person from the rooftop. So putting those systems in place, helping your business run smoothly will in turn like pay off tenfold because it's just making that process for you easy and also for your clients so that they feel like they got a five-star experience from you and working with you. And then they can turn around and refer you to all of their business friends.
0: So how do we get those first couple of testimonials or portfolio examples if we're starting this from scratch? I, I have people ask me all the time, should I do the first couple for free? And I want to know, I know my feelings on that. I want to know what are your feelings on that?
1: There's yeah, there's a couple different schools of thoughts. I will tell you, I did not do any free work. I started out and I just said, I'm going to treat this like a business. And I know that One of my skills was not necessarily like I had skills in Canva or I had skills in this and that. I had a skill in I'm going to figure it out. And I found at first I started kind of doing some social media and I started looking for clients who were needing that service. I did a lot of my networking in Facebook groups. That's what worked for me. I knew a lot of business owners were in Facebook groups and that's where they would go if they're looking for someone to bring on. They sometimes business owners go to people they know, but most of the time they're looking to see who who can they find in a Facebook group or LinkedIn locally, whatever way you use to find your clients, but I do recommend Facebook groups. And when I would I started looking for social media, that's what I started with. And then once I started talking with a client and they would say, you know, have you ever done this, this, and this? And if I had, I would speak to it. But if I didn't, I wouldn't shy away from that. And I would just say, you know what? I haven't used that particular platform, but I am really good at figuring things out in my classroom. I have to take on a lot of new technology, and most of the times, I'm able to dive right in, find those tutorial videos, and put it right into place. So I, speak to, I spoke to what I currently did in my teaching job, and I think a lot of people think that when they're coming from a teaching profession or any profession, really, that's not necessarily businessy they don't think that they already have things in that job that can use they can use to leverage with them. And you definitely can. Like we as teachers are figuring out new technology all the time. How many times have you been given, you know, a new program that your administration wants you to use and you have to kind of figure it out. Like you might not have training or you just kind of dive in because you're ready to go and you want to learn it and move at that faster pace. So I never did any work for free. Uh, I'm not saying that you can't, but I would to treat this like a business and to to get this set up the way that it should be run. I would say start out at that hourly rate. You can range from twenty to thirty dollars an hour. That's like the beginner and offer some things just to kind of get your feet wet. And if they ask, if you have any experience with it, just say, no, but I'm willing to learn. I'm ready to go or pull on other experience that you've used in previous jobs or what have you, and use that to your advantage. Don't, don't think that because you don't have experience in something that that doesn't mean that you don't have an other piece of you or your skills that you can use to leverage to, to gain those first couple of clients that's exactly what I would have said.
0: (laughs) Like I was quizzing you a little bit. No, that's exactly, I agree. I just feel like, although it's tempting to say, let me do this for you for free so that I can get some experience. I think it really, like you said, it it sets your business off on the right foot. You're showing that you are a business owner and truly, you know, that is what you're doing here. You are not only doing a service, you're starting a service-based business. And so starting that off on the right foot and knowing your value, because we forget, You know, if you're going to help somebody who has a Teachers Pay Teachers business or they're a teacher with an online business, that's one thing. But often in kind of the other world of just online entrepreneurs those people who are, who have online businesses are not teachers. So a lot of the skills that we kind of take for granted that we think are no big deal, really are a big deal. Somebody might specialize, maybe they are online and they have a course in teaching you how to play the guitar. You know, they don't specialize in all of the pieces of teaching and all of the logistics that, that we do. So your services truly are valuable. uh, And I love kind of doing that right from the beginning.
1: Yeah, and so, placing value like like you said to placing value on on what we do and it's it's so easy to think that like this this task that I do in my business or that I am going to offer. It's so easy for me, so it must be easy for everybody else. But that's not the case. Most of the times what comes so naturally for you is a struggle for someone else. And if you can come in and help someone in their business to get that thing done that, like we said, they don't want to do, they don't have time to do, and that thing that you're offering, that service that you're offering, you're really good at by offering that and placing value behind that, you're only not only helping someone in their business and helping them grow, But you're helping them get more freedom back in their life so that they can do things that they want to do so that they don't feel like I've sat in front of this computer and I've tried to figure this system out for hours and I just can't figure it. And you can come in and say, hey, I can get that set up. No problem. So I think we often, like you said, we take those skills for granted, but they have value. And just because they come easy for us doesn't mean that they come easy for everybody else. So it's, it's getting in that mind frame of I'm really good at this. And this is a service that I can offer to someone because there's someone out there, probably many people out there that struggle with this and it's not easy for them to do.
0: Absolutely. I, every time I have hired, I've never regretted hiring someone. It's such a relief to take something off of my plate. When you think about how many to do's you have as a business owner, it is just nice to have someone do something for you. Mm-hmm. So you know that my focus is on marketing and I want to know how marketing can play into this because I Of course, we can create the business, we can build the business, uh, but how do we attract the right people to our business? So how do you think marketing plays a role in a service-based business?
1: I think you kind of really hit the nail on the head there. Like marketing is so important. It's not just enough to put together that portfolio of the services that you offer or put your Facebook page together or change up your Instagram bio to say, you know, I help business owners. I help course creators launch their courses or i help this you know it's not enough just to do that what is it that you're doing each day to let people know that you're open for a business it's you know with a brick and mortar it's that you know turning over that open sign how do people know you're open for a business and how do they know about the services that you offer so Marketing for service-based business is the same thing as a lot of online entrepreneurs. What are we doing each day to put new eyeballs on you and the service that you offer? And how will people know that you have the service to offer? So like I said in the beginning, I have gained a majority of my clients when I was just solely offering my freelancing services from Facebook groups. From there, it turned into referrals. But A lot of people are hanging out in Facebook groups. A lot of business owners go there. If there is a particular platform that you feel really confident in, like Alyssa, I know you were talking about Kajabi. There are Kajabi Facebook groups that you can go and join with people who have businesses. And a lot of times they go in there, they're looking for help. But a lot of times they just say, hey, does anybody know how to do X, Y, and Z? Can you help me with that? So going in those Facebook groups, offering value, Also, like speaking to the people around you locally, there might be people locally who are running businesses, even brick and mortar. They, I think now more than ever, especially with everything that's happened, they're realizing how important having an online presence is. And for a lot of those businesses, that's brand new to them. And if you've already been doing this side hustle thing with growing an online business, you have a lot of skills already that you could do to help those brick and mortar businesses get their online presence going so that... When something like this happens again, or as this continues to happen, they have that online presence. They can still serve people online if they're not able to serve people in their store. So again, going back to getting clear on that service that you offer and who you're speaking to so that you can offer value to them, whether that's in a Facebook group, LinkedIn, um, on Instagram. If you have, if Instagram's a platform that your client, potential client is hanging out getting on your Instagram stories, showing those behind the scenes. So thinking about ways that you can do things specifically day in and day out to bring new people into your stratosphere to show them, this is a service that I offer. This is the service that I'm an expert in. And this is how I can help you and your business because you can't just build it and think they'll come. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. have to be actively doing things each day to let people know that you offer this service and this is how you can help their business. Exactly. And I think there's a little bit of a confidence thing there too. I mean,
0: I specialize in marketing. um, But when I decided I did want to add that layer of service, I put it on my webpage under service. And then I literally didn't tell anyone else. But it wasn't because I didn't know how it was because I was nervous about it. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. I wasn't sure if anyone would need it. And I just didn't know if I was ready to put it out to the world. And it wasn't until I really took that small step of saying, oh, you need help with that? I can help you. That's when it really kind of opened the floodgates. And, and you're exactly right that people, online entrepreneurs talk. And if they like what you've done for them, they will tell others. So there's that word of mouth piece. And I love that you mentioned the local businesses because I found that to be absolutely true. I got my start with local businesses and it's kind of come around full circle now that they're noticing my teacher marketing business. I'm getting a lot of inquiries locally from business owners who are trying to get online and they need the help. So there's definitely that need. You have given us so much valuable information here, Aubrey. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you to
1: find out more if they're ready to get started with their service-based business? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can come hang out with me on Instagram. That's my favorite place to hang out. I usually flub up my words and my stories, and I'm always, <laughs> I'm always up for a good good person to laugh at. Um, but that's my favorite platform to hang out. You can find me on my website that has a lot of great information on ways if you are ready to take this service based business to the next level. Get started with it. There are some ways that you can work with me on there. I also have a podcast. It's called Freelancer to CEO. So lots of great free information, free value there. And then if you're looking for a way to kind of, we talked a lot about finding that ideal client and using those skills that you have to figure out what service you have and just kind of getting clear on that marketing piece. I do have a freebie I would love to share um, with your listeners, Alyssa, to, to have them download if, if they're up, if you're up for that.
0: Yes, absolutely. We'll link to everything in the show notes so that they can grab that. Um, And I love that you said you flub up your words. I knew I loved you. It's I do the same thing. And I'm constantly in my podcast, like messing up cliches and saying the total wrong thing. And then I'll get 20 DMs after that are like, hey, Alyssa, that's not really a word or that's not the saying." So you're a girl after my own heart. I know yeah. we will, we'll, we'll love following along with that in your Insta stories for sure.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Alyssa. Uh, I've loved chatting with you. This is something I'm passionate about and definitely something I think a lot of teachers could really use to to take their business to the next level, to find a little extra income. We all have great skills as teachers. We manage a lot of things, and um, I'm really excited for them to hear this episode and to to learn more about it.
0: I think they are going to absolutely love this. I just love this stream of income idea, and I think this episode super valuable and I'll be following along for sure as well. So thank you so much, Aubrey. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Alyssa, for having me. If you are listening to this podcast, I know you are a creative educator who is wanting to start their business online. Maybe you have started your business, but you can't gain any traction because as soon as you take one step forward, there are a million more things you're supposed to be doing like blogging or podcasting, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Maybe you've heard all the marketing podcasts, but there's so much conflicting information. You just want the roadmap to success. I know sometimes it feels like the big name marketing experts don't understand our lives as teachers. You might be worried you're going to spend all your time and money on creating your online business or maybe you already have spent tons of time and money and no one is going to show up to buy the thing you have to offer and you're worried about how you're going to stand out among the rest. If you don't want a degree in marketing but you want to inspire other teachers and you want to stand out among the rest and create a voice and share your thoughts and ideas and bring in some money but it all Feels a little overwhelming. I have good news for you. You are exactly where you need to be. You have everything you need to share your passion and to make some serious cash in the process. I want to introduce my signature training for creative teachers like you, Teacher Hustle University, and you can get your hands on my step by step guide to designing an online business with a strategic, purposeful marketing plan. The Teacher Hustle University Framework is your chance to build that solid foundation in marketing for your online business, to make a difference in classrooms around the world, to generate a steady monthly income, and to put it all on autopilot so you can enjoy life's moments. I teach you all of the pieces of the framework for Teacher Hustle University inside my free masterclass, which you can find at alissamcdonald.com slash masterclass. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Hustle podcast. I love hearing from you. So if you love this episode, please consider leaving a review. You can also join our Facebook group, Teacher Hustle podcast, to chat about all things business, mindset, and marketing. I also love to chat in the Instagram DMs, so send me a DM or tag me in your post. My name is teacher by Naptime over there. I'll see you in the next episode.